Interesting. But let me let me bring something else that I that I had thought about. You know, I was with a group of people a little while ago and I asked this group, I said, how many of you know what your great great grandfather did for a living? But I said, remember you had eight great great grandfathers. Does anybody know what all eight of your great great grandfathers did for a living? And I asked this group and they didn't know. Nobody could name what the eight what their grandfathers, great, great grandfathers did for a living. And I said, you know what? I've got some bad news for you. Your great, great grandchildren probably aren't going to care what you did for a living. One of the things I really like that you've done, Roscoe, is you've started a podcast where you could actually do some work, but you involve your three sons. The reason I say this is because the next question I asked this group, I said, you know, there are things that your parents, your great, great grandparents, people hundreds of years ago did a long time ago. Let me just give you an example. You and I both live in America. Sure. There was somebody in our ancestries or multiple people who decided to get on a, a boat or a ship or a plane or whatever happened and come here to America. That one little choice that they made for me hundreds of years ago affects my my employment opportunities it affects my education affects my religion affects my culture affects the language i speak and that was a decision they made hundreds of years ago that's affecting me today so i know i read this article about how most businesses in 15 years you know they may be bought sold bankrupted disrupted what we what you and i are doing for work in a decade or two may not even be around but the influence we have in our families. Now, I use that example of the one, you know, somebody got on a boat or a ship or a plane and came to America, but there are other things, you know, what kind of parent were they? Were they patient? Were they angry? Were they kind? Those things can be passed down for generations, just like the little choice of, you know, where you're gonna live can be passed down for generations. And one of the things I've admired, I'd love to get your opinion on this, Roscoe, is what do you, I mean, the fact that you're able to find time to do a, a dolting decrypted the podcast with your with your three sons you've you've been able to combine um your work with being time with quality time with your family talk to us about that well let's to be totally honest with you it's it's work <laughs> there, there's no doubt about it but it's not a compensated work so i still have to go out and find a way to make a living at the same time sure. right and so that's that's really uh to your to your point um i think the boys let me participate with them which is awesome mm -hmm. you know because they're the they're the tech savvy they're the they're the um content creators you know music creators etc i just bring the wisdom of of painful losses and wins you know that i can share with them so to to go back to to the original question what is it to work and to and to live uh, to work together as well as recreate or play together does change the dynamics, right? Um, Has it been but, good or positive? Uh, you know, there, there's been bad parts about it. You know, it's it's tough sure. sometimes to say, "Hey, guys, this is where we have to go." You know, you have to get this done. You know, there's mm -hmm. there's times that that instead of just being the quote unquote dad that's happy go lucky that the, these they're actually chores associated with running a business and mm -hmm. and there's pain associated with it but there's also a lot of fun right there's rewards there's upside there's there's celebrations that we get to do sure uh so so to go back to maybe uh, what i got from the question is we don't always remember what our ancestors did but we can remember the qualities that they passed on 
um, good or bad, right? Mm, <laughs> because right. you sit there and talk about two greats back of a grandpa, what they did uh, for a living, but we might not know the qualities that our great grandmas had either. Right. Yeah, I because, brought grandfathers not to discount yeah, great grandmas. Yeah, but I'm, no, I understand. In fact, that, they may what, have even a greater effect in some ways, but, or many ways. But what I guess what I'm trying to say on the point there is that we don't know what effect past generations had. You know, were they patient? Were they kind? We, we might not know. That's However, the thing. We have so much given to us that we don't realize where it came from. Correct. And but but one of the points that I try to make on this podcast, and I think that I've really admire in you, is that what we do in our family is going to last longer in, in many ways than likely what we do in our profession. Sure. Our profession can change. Businesses can change their businesses. You know, if you were a typewriter salesman, for example, 40 years ago, back when typewriters were big, that business is no longer around. Now you could have fed your family and that'd been great doing it. Sure. But the kind of dad that typewriter salesman was is still is going to filter through generations. Sure. Even though the typewriter business, frankly, no longer exists. Sure. I mean, or at least on a very, very limited scale. So um, yeah, just, I like how you be able to work with your kids is what I was trying to say. Yeah, no, it's, it's changed dynamics for sure. And I think that's the same with all of our relationships. And, and I'm glad that you brought that up because my relationship with my kids are different than they were even a year and a half ago when we started. And so that's one thing we have to keep in mind too, is as they grow and as they progress, we're forced to as adults to grow and progress and to change I don't think our core values will change much, but the way we add value to their lives will probably change as it has to, right. right? You don't have the same one-on-one time that they had when they're 10 or 11, you know, that you have when they're 25, 20, 30, you know, it, it right. changes that dynamic. So that's why you have to enjoy every age and every aspect of it and go through the pain of every age and every aspect of it, because there's both sides to that. Mm -hmm. So as far as adding value long-term and relationship wise, you're absolutely right. Those traits, those conditions do carry on and do pass on. And so we need to be careful in our generations to say, what chains are we breaking? What habits, what past sins of our fathers, right? Are we overcoming, you know, and then what future generations, how do we lead? How do we inspire and how do we help? Mm -hmm. And how do we biggest and, and most important part is how do we add value? And I would, I would venture to guess that if we don't feel value in ourselves, it's hard to pass that on to others. Mm. So, so I like your points. I think to your down that path of the articles and, and people adding value is hundred percent critical. I have one or two more questions. Tell, tell us what would the, what's the best thing about you working with your sons together on adulting decrypted? You know, the, the best thing is, is, it's helped them clarify their long-term goals and objectives and who they want to become. Mm -hmm. I think so many people in life take on what just becomes. For, for example, you wake up one day, you graduate high school, you know, and you're like, okay, now what do I do? A lot of people don't know what to do. So they go to college and then they, they flounder through college or they succeed at college and they graduate and they say, okay, now what a general business degree. And this is not to put anybody down, but a general business degree to me says, I don't know what I want to be. So I just go get a general business degree. It's like, okay, I don't know what, you know, so I always joke that there's two types of people, the people that go to college because their, their parents didn't go. And those who go because their parents went. So I asked my son, I go, why are you going to college? And he goes, uh, I guess I'm more of the latter because you went. 
you know, mm. and maybe more of the former because mom didn't go, you know, he goes, so I'm probably that product. Asked my daughter and she said, dad, I don't have a choice. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I want to be a special education teacher. That's my calling in life. I have to go down that path. Right. Mm. So, so she very distinctly chose her path to her success. Nice thing about being a sped teacher, it's very black and white. These are the steps, this is what you have to do. This is what you're compensated. You know, this is your life. Um, with my three boys, they're all entrepreneur. Well, two of them are entrepreneur spirit, and the other one's still trying to figure out what he wants to do. But those conversations have helped led them to say, I can make a choice and choose what I want to do for a living choose how I'm going to raise a family, choose how I'm going to add value to myself and others. You know, so, so the biggest thing that the, the biggest reward out of that is, is helping them solidify and me being able to influence them in those decisions and those bigger decisions has been the biggest reward that I could have got from that. And the fame awesome. recognition, you know, people stop me on the street. No, that doesn't really happen. Else, <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm manifesting. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What, what other advice would you give to, to, to dads who feel like, or, or moms, to parents sure. who feel like, you know, I feel like I'm doing this job. I'm pushing dung along. And what, what advice or tips or encouragement would you give parents who feel like they're like that dung beetle or who feel like I'm just pushing this big piece of junk along a big, big piece of dung and big piece of feces along. Yeah. Uh, what, what would you tell them? You know, so, so really I can, I can speak as a dad, right. Of, of where if it's in your career, you, you have to step back and look and say, look, I'm adding value because I'm providing either the type of life that my family wants, needs, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm adding that value, right? Because the reality is most people that feel that way don't find, they're not finding reward in their job. So see the value that you're adding, even though it may be hard at times. Yeah, because, because really the people that find themselves there are pushing a job because they have to, right? There's other people mm -hmm. that love their job and we don't want to take anything away from them. They're adding value. Their tough part's going to have to be, okay, I love my job. I could work it 20 hours a day and be totally fulfilled. That individual now has to step back and say, okay, how do I spend the quality time with my children so that I'm not outsourcing my parenting, right? So That's right. there's two different, two different scenarios that we're in. And, and, and depending on what you find is where you have to decide, okay, how do I add value and how do I define that? Now, for the, for the mom, it's the same thing. Changing the diapers literally is pushing dung at times. Yeah, but... you're literally, some moms, <laughs> especially with young children, are literally pushing dung. Right. And they may say, wow, I'm just pushing down. But in my view, they're doing the ultimate career. They're raising the next generation. Their influence is going to filter through for sure. generations, but, but, even though they're pushing dung, as you say, what, like the dung beetle. Yeah. And, and here's where they have to, and this is really the word of caution I'd give to the, those, those moms or the, the stay at home spouses that yes, your job's important, but you don't have to be perfect, you know? And that's, they, you struggle with, I struggle with that statement of saying you have the most important job. You almost get to where you're so afraid to do something wrong that you don't want to do anything, you know, cause you're like, Oh, if I, if I yell at my kid, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a waste, I mess up. And what I realized early on in my marriage is I'd come home and my wife would be frazzled. And I say, Hey, you know, what's great, honey. I didn't get everything done. I wanted to do at work either. You know, so it's mm -hmm. okay that, that the house is a mess. I'd rather the house be a mess than you playing with the kids. I, 
Yeah, great. Thank you for having dinner ready. The one thing that I was Good kind dad. of stubborn. One thing I was kind of stubborn on is wife's lucky to have you. Well, maybe <laughs> because there's a lot of mess ups I make, but but she forgives me fast, and that's that's huge. Um, she forgives herself very fast, which has taught me to to forgive myself, which is awesome. But um, one thing I did insist, and, and this was probably over the top for a lot of people, is to stop and say hi to me. Make me feel like I was important. Say, hey, thank you. It's good to see you, whatever. And then we could tackle the kids together or literally sometimes and figuratively <laughs> most of the time. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. But so, so I just be patient with yourself, whether it is a career or whether it is. Um, and that, that goes back to an earlier point, as whether it's a career, whether it's a stay-at-home mom, whether, be patient with yourself, love yourself, realize that you're adding value because people that, that you're struggling with a child, a lot of people go through this, oh, I'm the, I'm the bad parent, I'm the problem. And, and really, it's, everybody's got their life to live. Everybody's got their decisions to make. Because your influence didn't, didn't input the children, didn't come out the way you anticipated, or the project didn't come out the way you anticipated. The story isn't done yet. It, yeah. it isn't done yet. And, and the reality is, is you're just adding the most value that you know how to. So, right. so be patient with yourself. Um, I hope that was down the lines that you're asking on that question of, of sure. how, of how do we, what, what would be the advice and how do you feel when it feels like it's just pushing down? Be and patient with yourself. Love be patient that. with yourself and realize that, that the simple things do add value to the long-term, the long-term results. So awesome. Really appreciate that. Well, appreciate you coming on, Roscoe. Great times. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, how can how can they reach you? Um, adultingdecrypted.com is where all of our contact is for that. Adultingdecrypted.com. Yep, okay. is where we've got our our we've got a our website, all the contact information for Adulting Decrypted. If you have a message that you feel strongly about and you want to share, we're always looking for fun guests and different perspectives. Uh, and and it's just a lot of fun to sit back and visit. So it's what yeah, it's fun, adulting what a fun thing to do. and decrypted like um, you're trying to decrypt the code, right? So right. that's that's what it is. So awesome. Visit Roscoe at adultingdecrypted.com. We're so grateful that you came on the Thanks show today. Me. A lot of fun. And any other thing you'd like to say? Go team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, go team. <laughs> this is XA Anderson. Thank you for joining me on the Principal Podcast today. You know, I wrote a book called What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die that has a lot of my thinking and thoughts about the best principles. For those of you going through painful times right now, remember with Christ, our greatest pain can become our greatest strength. In fact, our pain, I believe, is just our superpower and embryo. And remember, no matter the question, love is the answer. I love you as much as I can for not having met you in person. Thanks for joining me.